day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. And my guest today is Curtis Hembroff. Curtis is the head coach of 10th Planet Soldatna, located at the All-American Training Center. And he is the founding instructor of several 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu Academies throughout the great state of Texas including the 10th Planet Austin inside of the Onnit Academy. Curtis is also a Kenai native, which is pretty damn cool. Curtis and I discuss a ton of topics, the two big ones being Alaska's Baddest Blue, which is a submission-only tournament going on this Saturday at All-American Training Center, and you'll get a whole lot of information on that specific event during the podcast. One of the other big topics that we discuss are the many benefits of the jiu-jitsu. We also touch on Elias Thoreau, who is a former Ultimate Fighter winner, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. He is also the Invicta Fighting Championships ring guy, and he is the first professional athlete stationed, uh, sanctioned by a government body for a therapeutic use uh, exemption for cannabis. So there you go. He is officially allowed to take the devil's lettuce. Not even just that USADA isn't treating it as a drug of abuse anymore, and they're not even reporting people who've tested positive, or I guess that's what the future of the USADA cannabis ruling is. Anyway, has nothing to do with that because he has got an exemption from the United States of Canada. We also talk about the benefits of having big checks and the Alaskan specific prizes of upcoming submission-only tournaments. We also talk about Tom Hanks hosting the Biden inauguration and being a conspiracy theorist in these days and times. Now, I have included links in the description to 10th Planet Soldatna, the IBJJF rules, as well as EBI rules, and Smooth Comp. I've also included some videos on Gordon Ryan, including his match with Craig Jones. We talk about James Corbett, so I included a link to the Corbett Report. And down in the, uh, well, actually like at the end of the podcast, towards the very end after the actual podcast, I will include some really good information for some of the from uh, some of the fine folks that support this podcast, including Red Run Cannabis Company and Iron Asylum. And, of course, 10th Planet Soldatna. But the rest of this podcast will mostly have to do with 10th Planet Soldatna and the Jiu-Jitsu. So here you go. Here's a little bit of Curtis Hembroff for your sweet ears. Well, you want to take it off? Um, yeah, yeah. So, um... So I'm here, we are here, you are here, and you are here, and who is me, I, we, and you, and other we're folks? All, we're all one, and we're just the universe experiencing itself through different manifestations. So you are I, and we are you. It's, um, such is the human caterpillar of the universe. <laughs> As above, so below. <laughs> Any other uh, cliches? Um, like woke? Uh, you know what? Uh, Make love, not war. <laughs> what will be, will be. Que sera, sera. Uh, que sera, sera. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a ton of cliches um, that, that we could roll with. 
But speaking of rolling, leading right into that, <laughs> we are here for a quick intro to the Alaska Bass Blue. Yeah, let's talk about that. Going on uh, next weekend on Saturday at the All American Training Center. Yes, Tell sir. me a little bit about uh, Alaska's Bass Blue. Uh, so what's up, everybody? I'm Curtis Hembroff, head coach at Tenth Planet Sultana, uh, founder of Stefan Austin, Round Rock San Antonio. And I also put on on an Invitational. Uh, on a World Open and what has become the 10 PATX Invitational and World Open. And our goal is to push the sport of submission only jujitsu. So we want to get to the point, we want to get to the action. It's like dunk contest for jujitsu. All the good stuff, what you want to see, none of the uh, stalling, pulling, pushing. I'm not trying to win, I'm just trying to win. Um, we're all about, we're about taps. We're about taps at, at sub only. So I'm going down a tangent because that's what I want you guys, what you guys expect. It's jujitsu. It's just like what you see uh, after class. You're trying to go after each other and choke each other out. But we're doing it for money. We're doing it for money. So just like uh, every now and then you go play darts with your homies, you throw on some cash, winner take all. That's what Alaska Baddest Blue is about. It's just monetizing uh, the sport of jujitsu for the athlete versus the promoter. Uh, a lot of people in Alaska are used to traveling to you know texas california florida to compete in ibjjf events where they have to pay an annual fee just to be a member and then pay quite a bit of money just to enter and there's absolutely no cash prizes um, until you reach the epitome of the sport and you're a chosen brazilian athlete and maybe you get a few thousand bucks uh, but otherwise it's just you know it's something you always pay into and you get a lot of great benefits out of jiu-jitsu you'll never Hear me complain about that. You get so much out of jiu-jitsu. When it comes to the competition side, I really want to um, help support uh, the athletes and bring bring the money back to the athletes in the sport. And there's a, quite a few organizations doing that. Um, at Tempe, Austin, we just hosted the World Series of Jiu-Jitsu, and it's a very similar format. You buy in. Um, the more people that are in your bracket, the larger the pool, the more money you win. Um, they do big checks. I do big checks. Real quick, what was your favorite childhood movie? I would say probably Predator com or Commando, maybe. Conan's right there. Conan, for, you know, that became for sure as an adult one of my favorite movies, if not my most favorite movie. It was definitely an Arnold movie, I would say. Um, you know, to watch, my, I, I grew up, I have two sisters, so we also would watch things like The Princess Bride when I was a little tiny kid. So movies like that, I kind of remember being hysterical, uh, yeah. but also real entertaining. Um, but yeah, I, I think as far as movies that I really identify with, and I think people from my cult, by my not my culture, but by uh, my age group, even you know, if you grew up watching movies in the in the early '80s, you know, I was born in '79, so when I was six, seven years old, it was it was uh, Rambo, mm. you know, it was uh, it was toxic masculinity <laughs> to the fullest extent. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Fair I mean, that's a You don't see movies like that nowadays. No. So they, don't, they don't be. They don't make. They don't make Rambo's. They don't make. Uh, well, that's not true. They actually did make a Rambo recently. I I, I didn't mean to say that. they don't make. I meant to say Predator. The way they make, like if you think about the original Predator, and you look at um, uh, what's the rest of the politician's name in that movie? Jesse Ventura. And and the whole uh, slack jawed. F word, 
yeah. scene. You just don't see things like that. You know what I mean? So even even the words they use and the terms they use, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 classic Arnold and um, uh, uh, Apollo Creed. You son of a bitch! <laughs> and it's like class pans, you know, what I mean? like like that uber uber like pushing masculinity in your face. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. like, and it's kind of like that like like locker room. Like you're always always you know talking shit to your homies. You're always kind of like jabbing at them, and it kind of like steadily makes everyone better because you're always talking shit to each other. You know what I mean? What you been pushing pencils, you little pit bitch? <laughs> and, and it's like it's because we love each other. And we also want to beat each other, uh-huh. yeah. And which makes us all better. But if it's like a nerf the fucking world environment, where yeah, it's not gonna make us better. Yeah. We'll become prey. I just keep thinking about the uh, sexual terror in short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, and and for sure, like Jesse Ventura is a national treasure, um, and was was certainly in that movie. Um, there needs to be more like uh, well I'll, I'll stop right there we'll leave Jesse, National Shredder is a good term for Jesse Ventura yeah um, yeah great term he uh, he was a Green Party uh, Green Party presidential candidate and has been um, he's you know he's done a lot I mean, he knocked on the door of Harp and was like let me in <laughs> who else has done that <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> Not a yeah. lot of people. Um, Jesse, Vent- yeah, Jesse Ventura is a is a, a patriot of the highest order, and I think uh, he's one of those guys that we're kind of like we're lucky to have him. For um, sure. Um. So a lot technically of- a white supremacist. I'm just gonna say that to protect myself. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. In the case of... Uh, and anyone who supports him is, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's a terrible person. I don't know. Maybe he kicks puppies. I, don't, I couldn't tell you a whole lot about him. Um, <laughs> All I know is he's benefited from the, the, the male patriarchy mm. and systemic racism. And I'm sure lots of hard work. <laughs> um... um Shit. So Alaska's baddest <laughs> Back to Alaska's baddest <laughs> That's what it's about, man. It's about it's about fighting each other so that you get better. And if you if as a culture we stop doing that, if a culture we stop trying to figure out who's better at something, um, then we're all gonna stop getting better. You know, if we don't if we don't like play video games against each other, if we don't thumb wrestle, if we don't do jujitsu, um, the art will fade. And that's not my goal in life. My goal is to push the art, push the art to the, the, the highest level in any way I can, either as a participant, as a promoter, as uh, just an advocate of, of the sport in general. And I think um, anyone who's passionate about what, what they do is that same kind of way. They want to find ways to um, grow, grow the brand of their sport, grow or the brand of their art, um, and increase the amount of participation in it. You know, that's really what we want to do. Um, and with jujitsu. In Alaska, there's not that many competitions. Um, there's a couple big ones, but there's always room for more in-house tournaments. There's always room for more like smaller. Let's get together. A few group of us have a little a little round. So I kind of want to create that culture and create that um, that community where we don't feel like we have to leave state to have a competition, or we don't feel like we can't just 
um, have a smaller competition between ourselves. Um, it creates better athletes. It creates better competitors. It creates a better jiu-jitsu culture in general. And Alaska already has a great one. Alaska already produces killers. Um, so if we get you know, a little more cross-pollination, if we get a little more iron, sharpening iron on the regular, we're going to really start to dominate even more. Um, and you'll see more and more Elizabeth Clays. You'll see more and more um, Sean Babbitts on their way up, uh, coming up in, at Alaska. Um, and not to mention all the guys at Legacy, all the dudes and makers, there's a lot of talented people. Um, but I think that we would all benefit from, you know, exchanging training, exchanging DNA, so to speak, and literally, in a way. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you don't get your, uh, your herd immunity in, in both, like, sickness and, and disease terms, but also in, in jiu-jitsu terms. If your school stays isolated and you're not part of the, the, the jiu-jitsu culture where everyone's rolling, you're not you're gonna miss out on this this technique that flows through the culture. Right? So then you enter you enter that realm, you start to roll with those people who have been doing leg locks this whole time and suddenly you get hit with something you, your, your immune system's never seen. Your jiu-jitsu immune system goes, what the fuck was that? And it runs right through you and yeah now you're in bed for six weeks. Okay. And, and and who knows? Like, you could meet the love of your life. Sweet, speaking of sw- uh, swapping DNA, you could meet the love of your life on the mats. Congratulations on, on the birth of uh, of your firstborn male child. Uh, may Super they, stoked. May, may he... I don't know. I hope he has a good time. Maybe he fulfill his destiny. As, <laughs> as it should be, yes. Yeah, yeah man, I'm stoked for uh, Chris Raudel-Hendroff. Um, he was happy and smiling when I left. I'm sure he will be when I get back. He's a really cool kid. Um, as you know, you got a, a six-month-old. I'm super excited to get to know him. Um, but he's going to have a lot of discipline in his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of Jocko, he's going to come up Jocko style. Yeah. Um, one of the things I want to talk about going back to uh, Alaska's Baddest Blue is a, a conversation that I've had off of the podcast, and I'm sure on the podcast as well, is um, the entertainment value of submission only versus, um, you know, like uh, uh, traditional jiu-jitsu, uh, sport jiu-jitsu yeah. tournaments where, you know, like you're winning on like half points or something. There's a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors that play into why traditional jiu-jitsu is kind of boring. Um, One of it is because there's already not an audience. So without an audience, there's no incentive to be entertaining because there's not an audience anyways. The only incentive is to get on the podium. And however you get on the podium is the goal. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to be first on the podium. And and no one's going to see my match anyways. All they're going to know is that I won and I'm first. So if I can just get on the podium, that's the main goal. No one, no one's gonna. The problem with IBJJF is, is guys aren't going out going. I'm gonna make a fucking highlight reel right now, and I'm gonna go viral on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what they want is that title. The, the they want to win to win. Where it's a much submission only jiu-jitsu, we incentivize it differently. Like EBI, we can give you bonuses for the submission. Or in a show or a pro show, we could say, hey, if you get, if you get 500 to show up. You get a thousand if you submit them. You know what I'm saying? And both guys know that. So then it creates that incentive. And there's people watching now. So if you if you go out there and you show that you really didn't try to dominate and you didn't try to submit them, you just try to skate by with a victory, mm-hmm. that shows. And people don't want to see that. People want to see two people positively fighting as hard as they can towards a goal. 
They don't want to see one guy trying to skimp out a victory by not engaging. And that's what you'll see in, in um, point jiu-jitsu or IBJJF jiu-jitsu sometimes, or when there's not a camera and the only goal is just get on the podium. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll still see that, and I'm not saying that doesn't happen in sub only. You'll still see you play games where you're like, man, that was a weak game to play. You really just played it safe. You didn't really try to like go for the kill. Um, but in sub only, that's really what, what we're trying to do. We're trying to create a sport that's entertaining for people that don't do jujitsu. Uh, well, wow, these people are, it's fun to watch because you can tell. Even if you don't do jujitsu, you can tell that there's a, a dominant position or people are working hard. Um, and we also feel like if people are willing to watch golf, and this is something Eddie's always said, you know, they're absolutely willing to watch jujitsu, man. If you turn on, and if they're willing to fall asleep to golf, people will be willing to fall asleep to jiu-jitsu. Like, you, you, you turn on golf, and it's just a panning shot of the green. You know what I'm saying? A guy adjusting his clothes, pointing at his golf clubs, picking out a club. You know what I mean? It's just people are watching that. So we feel that um, jiu-jitsu is absolutely something that's uh, consumable uh, from a from a, uh, an entertainment perspective, you know what I mean? But it's also something that, like, the consumption of it will drive the engagement of it and, or the participation in it. And the participation in it will drive the consumption of it. So I feel we're at a cool stage of the industry where uh, it's kind of feeding itself and building itself, and it's got momentum that's pulling people into it. Um, and you've been doing jiu-jitsu for years now, and you, you see the difference in the sport, the number of brands... Um, so that's what about Alaska Battles Blue is about. It's about growing the art, growing the sport, giving people the platform to show their jujitsu, their school, represent their school, but also get something back from putting money into the sport. You know, when you go to compete and you put down 150 bucks and you get, um, you know, a medal made in China, you know what I'm saying? That's cool, but it's, you know, it's more fun, I think, if you put down 150 bucks and you win 500 or you, you know, lost trying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there was a little bit of a, um, uh, incentive there. So we're going, just in case you guys are running about prizes at Alaska Bass Blue, it's cash right now. It's a minimum 250 per division. If the division's bigger, I'll give you more money. It just, you know, right now I'm upside down in some divisions, so I'm, I'm out of pocket on it, but that's how it is in, in this kind of situation. Um, I'm breaking it down to like basically five divisions, 145, 170, 220, 205, and then I'm, I'm the absolute. Um, everyone's welcome to join the absolute. If you're um, heavier than 205, that's the division you're in. On the other side, we have girls, and right now I think it's everyone's under 135. Um, so there'll be basically a girls absolute, a men's absolute, a men's 205, a men's 170, and a men's 145. Right now, the men's brackets look like there's like four to six people, maybe seven people in some brackets. So there'll be a good number of matches for everyone. And depending on the size of the bracket, we'll adjust it so there's more more matches. I want to make sure that people get a lot of mat time, you know, match time. <clears throat> That's the other thing about, you know, putting on shows. It's not just, it, it's for the experience for other shows. And this is Alaska's Baddest Blue. You know, it's going to be a cool title for you to have as a blue belt, but it's something for you to build on as you're working towards your purple belt, your brown belt, and your black belt, and then winning as a black belt. So the the more likely you, or the more often you compete now as a blue, the better you're going to do down the road as you continue to compete. Uh, especially if you're like an MMA guy, man. If you're, if you want to be an MMA fighter, do jujitsu tournaments, do them a lot. If you had, if I, if I knew a guy was going to an MMA fight and he'd never done a jujitsu tournament, and 
I knew this guy over here had, you know, got three Naga belts and maybe, you know, lost a couple other ones, but probably 10, 10 or 15 jiu-jitsu terms under his belt. I'm voting on the jiu-jitsu guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just got the, the mat time. What's up, buddy? So going to your experience uh, coaching and working with athletes, so that the listener who's not familiar with Curtis Hembroff uh, and, and who you are from previous conversations, um, can you talk about some of the professional athletes you coach, uh, not just in mixed martial arts, but uh, throughout? Um, um, I'm not like a, like a I'm not like an ongoing. I don't have a guy that I'm constantly pushing to be at the top. I, I I'm part of a team. Um, that has a lot of competitive athletes that I participate with. Um, but I see myself more as just a, a infinite student, a chain and a link um, of a really great thing. And I'm trying to just do my part by uh, helping my particular team, my particular portion of Temp Planet, uh, my Texas schools, um, my Florida affiliates, my Alaska situation, um, have a platforms to move into those higher level level um, events. That's what I'm saying. So, and like in Austin, we have a really strong MMA team. Uh, I would say we have at least 15 to 20 guys on the team that fight and that are working actively to, to fight. So we kind of have um, uh, a vehicle there for them. In addition to the amazing um, jiu-jitsu school there that produces a lot of top athletes, the head coach there, Gabe, I think he's in the top 10 rankings as far as his uh, the Nogi 135 uh, flow, grappling, flow grappling rankings. Um, there's a, a number of names I could rip off as far as like 10 plant athletes, um, but I would say I'm most proud of my wife. You know, if I had to pick an athlete that I was like, who, who's a beast that you've trained, I would say, look at Priscilla. You know, look at um, Priscilla smashes. Um, and she did it in a very short amount of time. Um, and she progressed really, really well. She's got, she's more almost more decorated than myself as far as like uh, achievements. I've never been on EBI. You know, she's got a couple EBI victories. Um, I would say more so for, for my experiences, I've had the luxury of training with a lot of good people. Um, just by the, for the nature of being at 10 Planet HQ, being at Eddie's headquarters, um, just the people coming through there. So, you know, spending six years there, um, the amount of rounds I got with top level people, you know, I met Conor McGregor there. I met, um, I, I, I mean, the list of people just incredible. Um, if we go to my time at Auden and Ten Planet Austin, you know, I met Dustin Poirier there. I met, I trained with, I trained with Dustin Poirier. I trained with, um, you know, the, some of the best people. I got rounds with Gordon Ryan, you know, multiple times I got the train with Craig Jones, um, Lachlan Giles, like, uh, and my absolute, you know, top non-Ten Planet guy to train with is uh, Rafael Lovato. I have to love out the, um, he, junior, he, uh, he comes to awesome quite a bit and he's, he's just heavily influential in my game, but heavily influential in the sport. He's former Bellator champion. He's just a super awesome guy. Um, so my experience <clears throat> for me is I'm not by no means my the greatest competitor, no means am I a world champion, but I've been blessed to have learned a lot of awesome jujitsu from a lot of awesome people. And I worked directly with Eddie Bravo on a number of projects like EBI. Um, and that's led me to produce the shows that I have produced <clears throat> and help kind of set me up to produce Alaska's Baddest Blue. You know, the first step in Alaska towards more pro jiu-jitsu in terms of money being paid back to the athletes. And uh, 
And we're, we're, we're grateful for the way. One of the conversations that regularly comes up um, uh, amongst uh, fans of martial arts and mixed martial arts is how you put more money in the hands of the athletes, the guys that are going out there that are risking you know life or limb. The cool thing about submission only for me is that it's it's very much action driven. So for myself as a fan, it, it hasn't been uh, like the, the sport hasn't been obscured by extra unnecessary rules. Like it, it is submission only. That's how you win. And so, um, is the, there? The beat is like um, time limit and then overtime rules, and that's where. Um, you know, Eddie Brown was developed the EBI overtime rules and their jiu-jitsu focused overtime rules where traditional and overtime rules were stand them up, first takedown wins. So what, what does that emphasize? Wrestling. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you know the overtime is going to go to whoever gets the first takedown, you can stall the entire round, wait till the overtime, focus on getting the takedown. Now you're the jiu-jitsu world champion mm. because you can wrestle. Hmm. So there's a, a hiccup there, or there's some kind of like it, it doesn't transfer over to jujitsu. Is you know guys that like yeah, yeah, but you didn't pass his guard, you didn't, you know, you just got on the ground. If you would have stayed on the ground, he probably would have choked you out. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, so that's why we wanted to see overtime be more jujitsu. So overtime is basically you choose an offensive position between back or armbar. Uh, the person gets a you know a basic defense. They get to hold onto the arm or hold onto their arm, and you just you say go, you know from from the back or from the spider web, and each person gets a shot. And you go three rounds, and it's whoever's better at jujitsu, whoever's better at escaping the back or choking from the back, whoever's better at escaping the armbar or or, or uh, finishing the armbar becomes the winner. So we we put the emphasis back on jujitsu in the overtime. You know the other option would be to go forever. And we've had, had that happen. We have 55-minute matches, and that's cool. But, you know, it's hard to run a show like that because you have a window of opportunity. The bar closes at 2. got to get this thing wrapped. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we do EBI overtime. Um, you know, really to bring the, the overtime function back into jiu-jitsu um, and also try to have more of a finish on everything. So like there's a higher percentage that someone will get choked or there'll be an arm bar in overtime than if the overtime is just first takedown. You know, you're not, they, the, the, the customer, the client, sorry, the consumer just gets to see a takedown. At least like in EBI overtime, now someone's on the back, now we're having a near submission situation. How is this gonna play out? So. If you're getting ready for Alaska's Baddest Blue, polish your game, polish your A game, polish your defenses, but also practice EBI overtime, which you probably do every day anyways. I have my students, my classes, every single time we go live, we start from the back. At some point in the live scenarios, I put you on the back and, and then we go. I haven't done armbar too much with my kids yet, um, starting in there yet, we have, uh, just because we're a, a newer school, but that, that's pretty much every 10th planet you go to your live situations after uh, after the drills and so forth, you're gonna experience what we call EBI overtime. You're gonna be in an arm bar, or you're gonna be in uh, a rear naked choke situation, and we're gonna start there. And that that's more jujitsu. It's more about like who's better at jujitsu. Not, you know, we wouldn't do a jujitsu tournament, oh, we, no one got to tap or at stand up, let's have a karate fight <laughs> and see who wins. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
so I think the word I was trying to look for earlier to describe um, the uh, like EBI or, or, or combat jujitsu, or submission only jujitsu, excuse me, completely different things, um, is that it's more consumer friendly. Um, with uh, with a lot of the, the, the gi tournaments or the non-submission only tournaments, um, where it's you know you have the points involved, you have you you'll have more stalling shit that if you don't know what you're looking at, looks really really boring. But with submission only, you know that both 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 guys are are fighting for a win. Like that's what they're looking for. Um, Someone's gonna tap is the goal. The goal is to see taps. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And and the goal for EBI. From a, from our perspective as a school, was a proving grounds as well. You know, we want to see the best of the best go against each other, so we can see what works the best, so that we can practice that and add that to our game. So it's simply like a, um, it's a lab. It's a lab for us to constantly see what works and see who's doing what and how can we evolve the sport. And because of EBI, because of guys like Gary Tone and Gordon Ryan, uh, Gio Martinez, the guys have really shown what happens in, in submission only at the highest level. The sport's evolved. The sport's changed, and the way people uh, teach and what they teach has changed um, because of the proving ground that Eddie's created in, in EBI. And that's what competition is for any jiu-jitsu practitioner. It's a proving ground. It's, it's your opportunity to kind of go, I've been drilling, I've been going live, I've been rolling with my friends and all the people in my class you know, they know my moves, I know their moves, or their, their habits, their techniques, their tactics, etc. Um, but will this work on another trained person, you know, in another school? So that's, that's the cool thing about a competition. And, and I hope everyone looks at it like that. Like, this is an opportunity for me to just go field test what I've been working on. Um, and it also gives you the opportunity to overcome nerves, um, that, that uncomfortable, putting yourself in that uncomfortable situation um, is fantastic. And it's um, it's an opportunity that jujitsu provides to people at almost every age level, every situation. Um, and I definitely encourage people to always kind of find that uncomfortable area um, and kind of go into that direction. And you'll find people that that, uh, that do jujitsu competitions. It helps kind of give you, give you some focus, you know. And I think that's that's for almost any athlete, any sport. You know, the great thing about uh, you know sports when you're kids, you have a, a game coming up. You know football. You know, you know the games this weekend, mm-hmm. or this, there's an event you're preparing for, and as an adult, those kind of go away. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have those those benchmarks in terms in terms of athleticism or fitness anymore. Uh, short of you being in an industry, or short of you maybe being in the military, that kind of thing. So, uh, jujitsu. You know, if you're a former football player, we talked about this before. If you've played other sports, you know, if you're hockey, wrestling. Trust me, jujitsu is it been, um, an excellent alternative to what you used to do. And I bet you find it as equally pleasing or even more fun because the, the wins are all in your hands. It's like every time you get a tap, it's like more than, it's better than making a basket. It's better than hitting a home run. Um, it's just, it's you, uh, working towards something and, it, uh, and having to put like hours and hours and hours into it. And I guess a home run feels that way too. You had to hit a lot of balls to hit home runs. But to hold a human being down past their guard, mount them, armbar them, who knows what you're doing and willingly resisting, is not an easy feat. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it, um, it's empowering. <laughs> it's empowering. I know. Um, I know. Curtis loves it. I know Kelly loves it. I know Andrew loves it. Um, and 
uh, it's almost like, you son of a bitch. You've been pushing pencils. I just tap you. <laughs> it goes back to that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One of my favorite things about jujitsu is, is sort of like the, um, it's like the yoga aspect, right? Like that's about you got to work on. You have to know your breathing. You well, have yeah. To... So the, yeah, once you start doing jujitsu, like people are like, oh, I don't got time for jujitsu, and then they start doing jujitsu, and all of a sudden, all they want to do is jujitsu. Now they're at the gym six hours a day. To, like, I thought you didn't have time. You know, and then they're like, now they're doing jiu-jitsu, then they go, oh, wait, I need to be better at mobility to get better at jiu-jitsu. So now, now they got hours a day to do yoga. And I'm like, well, you, didn't, you didn't have time to do jiu-jitsu. Now you're doing jiu-jitsu and yoga. And now I'm working on my breathing, doing breathing training, too. So it's crazy what I've seen jiu-jitsu do to people who thought they had no time <laughs> for themselves. You know, they're busy with their career or their job. And the next thing you know, because of jiu-jitsu, They've kind of refocused their energy more into themselves. Um, and it's, in a lot of ways, made their businesses better or their job better because they're more efficient, because their bodies are operating at a higher level. You know what I'm saying? So um, maybe they don't have more time, but they're, they're getting a whole lot more done and they're getting more out of their life. Um, so if you're kind of like, oh, I could, I could never fit that in, you'd be surprised what jujitsu will, will, will do for you. You'll, you'll uh, cut out some shit that, that maybe was holding you back anyways. You know what I'm saying? Because of jujitsu. And it's because you want to get better. And it drives you nuts that Bill keeps tapping you. It drives you nuts that you can't stop from passing your guard. And you're like, I should be able to stop Bill from passing my guard. I'm, I'm going to not eat this cereal tonight at 3 in the morning. Because <laughs> tomorrow I'm not going to fucking feel tired. And I'm gonna... <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, it, it creates that internal dialogue that, that takes you in the right direction. The truth of that statement is, is the reason that, uh, that that you are tapping me is because I did eat the bowl of ice cream at three. I could feel you regretting that, and it, like it was written all over your face. It was like he ate something late last night, and he, he knows it. Yeah, <laughs> your sweat smells like frozen yogurt. It's it's gross. It's why does your sweat have a sugar tinge? Like it's disgusting. Yeah. So I, I hope um, everyone. I think I, I hope I'm not the only one that puts on tournaments. I hope the other school. I know um, they got a lot going on with the schools in Anchorage with the COVID. Uh, I know some of the schools have expanded, but I would love to see. You know, I'd love to bring my team or my guys to to other tournaments like this. So I hope um, everyone's invited to it. The last is bad as flu. We want everyone to have a, a guy there or a girl there representing, and we look forward to uh, reciprocating and coming to in-house tournaments at Legacy at uh, AKBJJ at. Uh, Frontier at all the schools up Eagle River, all the schools up north. Shout out to Matsu MMA. Matsu and, MMA, uh, yeah. Yeah, Chris Burbich and, uh, and John George. Exactly. Also a new father. Oh, great, man. Yeah. Awesome. Congrats. Um, so, yeah, build, we want to build the community and we want to build, you know, grow the pie, so to speak, as far as the market um, and and create a platform. You know, the, the goal will eventually be, you know, uh, Shows like Matt's, where we're having submission-only shows. I know we want to do some uh, wrestling focus because wrestling is such a popular sport up here. If you look at the kids' programs at All-American, it's tremendous, man. It's just state champion after state champion. Nationally ranked kids, just left and right. Um, And I don't think anyone's doing that yet. I've never seen... Flow grappling has some, but I would love to see like maybe a a takedown tournament in the evening. Instead of just pro wrestling, instead of just MMA fights, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. 
I'd, um, I'd like to see more Alaskan martial artists make the trek down south. Now, we've had some great Alaskan martial artists. Uh, well, we lose them for So the problem, that's great. Then, 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 then we lose them. Right? Like, yeah. So and, we, and we, I, we, need to, we need to be able to, that's, I want them to be able to go and get big, get huge. But if we have to lose them to do that, then that sucks. I'm very grateful that you're here. This is going to be my 200th episode. Oh, wow. And a, a big part of the reason that I started the podcast, and, and I'm sure I told you this before, was to sit down and interview you. So this is... I have no idea. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> I... Well, thank you. Yeah. So um, so I'm very grateful that, that you're here on this 200th episode special. Um, um. So, um, I feel like I got you hooked on drugs or something. He's in a basement. It's kind of cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a real comfortable couch, some heaters, a TV, got a couple of kittens that sleep. It, oh, man. It's cool. It's cool, man. It's cats, real nice. Cats keep the shrews away. It's sweet, man. <laughs> then we both have something to eat. Nice. No, he's, he's, you guys haven't seen the studios here. He's, he's trying to hide it from the IRS. Uh, yeah, it's why like all the walls are green, so I can yeah. be camouflaged. I'm, <laughs> basic, I'm basically the opposite of John Cena. Nice. nice. Um, so, man, thank you uh, very, very much for your time. If folks want to go online and they want to register for Alaska's Baddest Blue. Just go to uh, 10psoldatna. 10p10psoldatna.com. Um you know, we have, if you just Google the last is baddest blue, it'll probably pop up. Um, if it's on, if you find us on Facebook, Tempe Soldatna Facebook page, it's there as well. Um, if you're a regular competitor, it's on Smooth Comp. So it'll take you to the Smooth Comp page. So if you do jujitsu and you uh, frequently register for jujitsu, you probably already have a Smooth Comp profile and we're on Smooth Comp. So that's where all the cool kids register for their, their sub only jujitsu. <laughs> Your professional competitors, not to be intimidated yeah, 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 yeah. At, a, at, a, at a blue belt competition. That sounds really scary. Like, if you're, you know what, you if you're a seasoned competitor yeah. blue belt, that's like, yeah, I've got my own smooth comp account. And like, <laughs> well, you can see your record on smooth comp too. You can see how they've done as a blue belt and how they've done as done in their brackets in <laughs> Nagas and respected tournaments. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can like. Uh, Per, you know, personalize it or you like hide your information. I don't want people to see that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Only put your wins up or something. I don't know. Um, mm. So it's not like a social media necessarily, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have a profile. It just makes it easy so when you already have a, you have your teams, your teams linked to your name, your schools linked to your name, and then it kind of gets rid of um, uh, what we call them, sandbaggers. You know, people who like uh, clearly are more than blue belts entering blue belt tournaments. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Trying to smash everybody. Yeah. yeah. People like to do that. That'd be really uncool. The cool thing, though, about being in a state like Alaska is it's everything is a real small community. Like, if you are a blue belt or a purple belt or a brown belt, there's a likelihood that you've and you compete, there's a likelihood that you probably would have competed against these uh, this other individual here. Um, Not last year, though, because there was no tournaments last year. Yeah, that kind of sucks. So that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. And that's because we're going into big venues where they're trying to put them, you know, I'm not nothing against doing that. I'm just saying that's, if you're, if you're only doing tournaments at a venue that's 
in the city that yeah. costs you a bunch of money, the likelihood of you being able to be flexible or do it more frequently is is less. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. Like, honestly, guys, when you show up uh, for Alaska's Bass Blue, come down. If you come down the night before, the mats will be open for you to warm up and use. Um, this, you can weigh in the night before. You can weigh in day of. The weigh-ins I think ended around ten. The rules meeting will start at. I'm sorry. Weigh-ins end at eleven. Rules meetings will start right at eleven. Since the rules meeting wraps, we'll start the uh, the rounds, and it's basically just like come hang out on the mats. You know, um, I got a stopwatch. It's a ten minute round. I'll do the EVI. I'm just I'm refing and running the whole thing. Uh, when you win, you'll get a big check. You'll get some uh, real cash money, and you'll be a last as bad as blue. Do you already have the big checks? I'm going to pick them up right now. Yeah, I don't. Have, I'll send you. I'll send you a photo. That's beautiful. You know what? That might be the the cover for this particular podcast. Like I was thinking, it might be. I, I posted uh, the uh, digital mock-up of them. So oh. yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, I need I need the real. I need yeah. you holding the real thing with like the big the big grin. Well, I mean, that's that, that's the goal. Is, is, that's you know you get a medal. You can kind of hang a medal up somewhere. But this is like a poster for someone. You know, what I mean, four by two. Yeah, that's cool. Eyelets. Yeah, it's made for your wall. <laughs> Next year, King Salmon. <laughs> I wonder if they, like, if you ask them, like, if you have talked to Dwayne Bannock, who apparently listens to the this uh, this feed from time to time, bless his heart, um, I wonder if he'd let you put that up in Louis, like, next to, like, some, like, world record King Salmon, even for a night. <laughs> like, well, you, I mean, it's, it's whoever wins it. It's theirs to do what they want with. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you <laughs> could work something out with Louis, at, uh, you know, where you got to hang it up for a night. We would have to do, like, Alaska's baddest period. It would just have to be, like, like no ranks, you know, absolute jiu-jitsu, Alaska's baddest. You know what I'm saying? Then it would be more of, like, it might have to be a salmon for a trophy. We might have to just actually make a salmon trophy for that one. That'd be cool. You know what I'm and a big check. And a wreath. <laughs> and we'll pay a couple swimsuit models to hang out for the photo. <laughs> that's so sexist, though. You can't do that. The only no, no, How that's not true. One that's not true at all. So uh, Elias Thoreau, who shout out to Elias Thoreau. She, he, uh, Thoreau. He is the first um, professional athlete with a uh, canopy, uh, a cannabis therapeutic use exemption. He's out of Canada. And he is also the ring dude for uh, Invicta. That's what I meant. I meant a, a ring dude and a ring, a woman. And yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. One of each. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what? Or, you know, fuck it, whatever. Or just some, maybe some dogs. So I don't think. <laughs> just like a couple of wolves or like a lions maybe yeah know. you know if you had like some oh, highly bears, trained dogs bears. if it's Alaska's bats our, uh, our current our current logo is going to be some polar bears fighting so maybe um, some kind of trophy like that some polar bear trophies if you get a couple of like like polar bear cubs to actually fight for you as well that could be I mean honestly I could arrange for some claws I know enough artists to where we can maybe get some polar bear claw Necklaces for Alaska's baddest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like the only way, the only way you get a bear claw necklace is to be the baddest motherfucker. Like or a bear trap. A bear trap would be kind of a cool plot, like a cool trophy. Yeah. Submission. Yeah. Gotcha. But I think I think all those things. You know, if you got you a uniform with the guy who raided the Capitol, 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you're Alaska's. So yeah. when that first happened, I had considered like, and this was this is real. It may still happen. T-shirts like uh, with um, with a, a tattoo artist drawing them up, uh, a different kind of patriot with the bison guy. I, I think there's an industry that if you just be the first guy to make every T-shirt for every major news event. You know what I mean? Like if you got if you can get if you can get the T-shirt made and get it on Amazon fast enough, that's the move. Like any major news event of the day, you just whip up a shirt. Yeah. And I got I got an Amazon T-shirt account. I can do it if I want to. But I just, it would take someone who's just like on top of the news, and it's like, oh, t- uh, Wolf guy at the Capitol, bam, on a shirt. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> next next thing in the news, boom. Even like the latest meme. If you got Bernie Sanders, the first out of Bernie Sanders on a T, you know, yeah. with, with his mittens. I've already seen the mock-ups from artists I follow. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so so like as soon as something hits. It's got to be like right to your Spring Tea account, right to your whatever account. Don't be the guy posting the meme first. Be the guy posting the link to the t-shirt first. <laughs> yeah, that's the move. The first dude to put Bernie Sanders thrown on an arm bar on a rash guard a couple is, <laughs> is going to make $60 immediately off the bat. Like, that's, that's going to be it. Um, that's the thing about rash guards, yeah. Any, any, uh, or any, any, any. Humor tea eventually becomes a rash guard, yeah. <laughs> Every one of them. All the band teas, no one's done that yet. But again, you, you probably have to get licensing. Oh, dude. Yeah. You could do the Bernie Sanders outfit as the rash guard. You could do like mitten wrists. <laughs> like, yeah, you could have so much fun with the Bernie Sanders like rash guard. Well, I'm going to do the, I'm going to do like the, uh, well, yeah. uh, Hunger Games rash guard that, uh, Lady Gaga was wearing. You see that? Like, yeah. The, okay. <laughs> so we can talk a little bit about the, if you want to talk about weird conspiracy theory stuff, if you get into any conspiracy theories, the celebration and the names involved with the, with the inauguration of Joe Biden are just a little bit creepy. Yeah. Um, so you start talking about like, say, and I didn't watch the inauguration because if you believe in any of that shit, then it's all a seance and they're trying to hypnotize you. And I, I also just don't give a shit. Like, there's, like, some movies and some songs are just not made for me. The inauguration celebration of Joe Biden is not made for me. However, it was hosted by a Greek citizen, Tom Hanks, who, by the way, if you had your name embroiled in, like, unsu- a bunch of, and we can say unsubstantiated... At best, um, allegations involving Tom Hanks. It still wouldn't be someone you would want to host your inauguration. On top of that, he's a Greek citizen. Like, he left America. Like, he's not on our team anymore. He's now playing on this other team. So we have a dude who's definitely no longer playing on our team, leading the chance for go team. Um, so, like, it's that's weird to me, but... But you also have Lady Ray with a Mockingjay uh, uh, brooch. Um, and, and if you follow any of the, the Operation Mockingbird stuff where uh, they you know, are using images on TV to hypnotize people, like if you are the type of person that perhaps maybe gets into this stuff, this is your golden age. <laughs> Bro, right now, if you're into conspiracies... You're really confused, I think, but also very like 
like um, uh, there's a wealth of of information, just yeah. so much information. But at the same time, it's confusing. I think because uh, yeah, it's just confusing time and conspiracy theories right now. I think it was very much like aliens and flat Earth, and then it switched into like satanic cult and Q. And now it's China war and two, two presidents. It's, it's weird. It's weird. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to get in trouble on this. They fucking will shut everything down. I am, I am, um, I have no opinions and everything I say is for entertainment purposes only. I agree. Everything that I've ever said is for entertainment purposes yeah, I'm only. I'm a failed comic. <laughs> I'm, I'm still yeah. a failed comic. I apologize comic. for my, I'm still in my process of failing as a comic, so don't, don't worry. We're just we're just a couple of guys just trying to be funny. But this is the greatest time ever because there's so many resources out there. Between if you want to go down a, a all night rabbit hole of Reddit, or if you want to watch a bunch of really good or interesting Stephen Colbert doc, or not Steve. Um, um, James Corbett documentaries, um, which I, I highly recommend. The Corbett Report dot com uh, is a great resource. Uh, he's a guy that does a lot of. The reason I put links in in the description is because when he cites something um, for whether it's like Bill Gates and the vaccines, this is like back in April, like in March, right? Back in March and April, uh, he was including links to everything that he was discussing. So if he's talking about this, 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 here are the Here's how I got to the opinions that I got to. Here's all the information. Yeah. You're just validating what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and so I have a I appreciate the shit out of you're, that. You're being a good journalist. Um, I'm, I, which sucks because that's not my job. I'm just trying to be entertaining. Yeah. Like I just I, I want to make uh, I want to make the day go by faster. But uh, speaking of that, I got a baby at home. Yeah, you do. And no. I've got a baby here. Yeah, home. we gotta go. Yeah. Um, love everybody. Uh, Treat others the way you want to be treated. All right, thank you very much for that. All right, thank you very much for checking out the podcast. It would be nothing without the support of the fine, fine folks and the fine, fine organizations I am about to talk to you about. Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive, behind Save You More. I was there today, young Hipson. Uh, Hipson. That's not my kid's name. My kid's name is Hickson. And he was strapped to my chest, and we took a stroll to nowhere. It was pretty damn sweet. And then after that, we did some squats, and then I did some seated curls with him strapped to my chest. It was pretty awesome, but I had to make sure that while I was doing the curls, I wasn't having the dumbbells come up and smack him in the feet. Because, not that they're super heavy dumbbells, but... But his little feet are really little. Those bones are really tiny. Now, I know that we've got something like 26 bones in our feet. Those have got to be like 26 really small feet on that kid. He's only like six months, so I don't want to break his feet. But nonetheless, I was really careful when I was doing those, uh, those seated curls. Uh, not to not to try and break his feet. But that being said, if you are looking for a place to take your kid strapped to your chest, or maybe you don't have a kid, maybe you don't have any friends whatsoever, and you're just looking for a place to be social and work out, that works out too. 
35165 KB Drive behind Save You More is where Iron, so, uh, Iron Asylum is located. Now, if you are interested in learning more about Iron Asylum, give them a call at 907-953-4720 for more information. You can also look them up on Facebook as well as Instagram. If you're looking for the best uh, machines to get your workout on, get your workout in, Iron Asylum has the very best of the best when it comes to equipment. And they're getting more and more equipment in all the time. Not every day because I don't think they have a space to get in like equipment every day. Unless it's really small equipment. In which case, you know, if it's like really small, I guess you could probably get new stuff every day. But it'd have to be really, really small. And then even so, you'd still eventually run out of space. But that's not going to happen anytime soon with Iron Asylum because they are constantly expanding and getting new equipment so that you can get super buff or you can go ahead and lean out. And they have the very best trainers in all of the Kenai Peninsula to help you get your sweet ass back into sweeter ass shape. Da da da. All right, that was fun. All right, so 907-953-4720 for more information. Next up, the fine folks over at Red Run Cannabis Company and the one and only Mark Tyler. They're located on the Kenai Spur Highway, and they are the growers of fine cannabis. And what fine cannabis specifically? The Ethos Cookies, which I am enjoying as we speak. Not obviously like as I, we speak as we speak right now as I'm talking to you because I'm not smoking right now, but between takes, I'm totally totally taking puffs but maybe that's why i'm taking so many takes i don't know that could be this it could be that maybe that's why i'm screwing up my words anyway ethos cookies has a total percentage of 27.17 in the total cannabinoids realm with total thc resting at 23.13 and 1.62 on the total terpenes includes uh, beta myrosine Limonanine and the B whatever that is, carfofolaline. That's what we're gonna call it, carfofolaline. And it tested negative for pesticides, so that's cool too. Red Run Cannabis Company is located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are also the brewmeisters of Hashade, strawberry Hashade, and blueberry Hashade. They also make canna caps, honey sticks, and peanut butter. Now, in store, uh, they also carry Lady Grey and Creative Confections as far as the edibles go. Now, interesting note is in their concentrates, they carry not just their own concentrates, but they also carry uh, concentrates from Refine and right now, one of my favorite fireweed extracts. There's this Kush uh, concentrate. It's a like a terp sugar that I'm pulling on. I can't pronounce it. It's starts with an M and it's delicious. And I've got a review of that that I believe should be on the Patreon, if not now, then sometime hopefully later today, which by the way, I will include the link to the Patreon. Everything on our Patreon right now, as of now, as of this very second, is free, free fitty. There you go, free fitty. That's for all of it. And right now what that is, is a lot of the uncut uh, Zoom podcasts, the Zoom interviews, that haven't been churched up and edited for the Instagram. They're not necessarily of the same quality because they're unedited. I haven't put any cool effects in it as opposed to all the really cool effects that I 
put into the ones that make it onto YouTube, and I'll include the link for them there, uh, them there as well. Anywho, all right, right now it is the super duper sweet cannabis warning, and until the next time, ladies, gents, and others, have the best day ever. Get out there, kick today's ass, and do not let it kick yours. Thanks for checking out Woken Bake. I'm your host, Bill. As per 3AAC 306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.